you can become empowered to develop your inherent potential when you become in tune with your body. This is called life force or chi cultivation. We'll discuss the concepts today on human potential and life force with Dr. Sun. Too many of us misinterpret the intelligence of the human body as mere illness or symptoms. Your body is doing its best to communicate with you. It's time to listen. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sun. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Sun. Welcome to Human Potential and the Life Force. Hello, everybody. This is Mimi Hetzel. I'm your co-host of this show. So today, our topic is the science and the life force. Hello, Dr. Sun. Do you want to talk about scientific research today? Uh, hello, Mimi. So let's talk about the scientific research on life force. Okay. You know, as we mentioned in before, you know, the life force and or authentic chi pathways in the body. So we're discovered, you know, for uh, 4,000 years ago. So they call it acupuncture meridians. And however, you know, today, there is still no adequate device and to measure the life force and to measure the life force pathways in the body. So, and it can be, you know, very challenging to do this kind of scientific research. And, but on the other hand, if we can do a good, uh, we can contact a good scientific research on the authentic chi or the life force. So, you know, I believe that, you know, we will have great and new discoveries in life science. Mm -hmm. We can bring new light and a new hope and a new opportunities, you know, for healing many health conditions, for improving the quality of uh, human life. So uh, last week, and I received an email from a friend of mine in China. Mm-hmm. And he told me that and he had just been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And he asked me and said, you know, if Qigong practice can be helpful you know, for his situation. And also, you know, he told me that it's like now, you know, so many people and have type of diabetes in China. Wow. So, yeah, Mimi, do you know so how many people have type 2 diabetes in the U.S.? Well, um, I read a report from the CDC last month. More than a million U.S. adults are now living with diabetes and prediabetes. So this was according to a new report on July 18th, 2017 from the CDC. Right, just last month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, not only adults, but also many young people have type 2, two diabetes. Wow, you know, I remember, you know, it's like uh, five years ago. Uh, so the report says there are probably about 29 million people in the U.S. You know, have a uh, type two diabetes. Wow. You know, this is just uh, about uh, five years. Yeah, it's like so the the population have this uh, you know health condition just increases so fast. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you mentioned about it, you know, the type two diabetes, the diabetes and the pre-diabetes. So, Mimi, do you do you know the difference between the pre-diabetes and the diabetes? Well, from what I understand, in general, 
a fasting blood sugar level below 100 milligrams per deciliter is considered normal. And then a fasting blood sugar level from 100 to 125 milligrams per deciliter is considered prediabetes. Now, this result is sometimes called impaired fasting glucose, which is another word for sugar, right? Mm -hmm. A fasting blood sugar level of 126 milligrams per deciliter or higher indicates type 2 diabetes. Mm. Also, in general, in another blood test for diabetes, A1C, a level below 5.7% is considered normal. A level between 5.7 and 6.4% is considered prediabetes. And a level of 6.5% or higher on two separate tests indicates type 2 diabetes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. uh, Mimi. So now, you know, this uh, diabetes condition, so the so actually, you know, it's a problem. It's a it's the sugar blood sugar levels are high. Mm-hmm. So it's a really important to understand that. So this, uh, you know, this even diabetes and diagnosed diabetes, as long as do not have any, you know, complications, and it's people doing pretty well, right? So the really it's like here, you know, we would like to, you know, share that. And the inside is this is important for people to understand when people have a diabetes it's easy to have and like a heart attack mm. and a kidney failure or have a eyes problems people can be blind mm. and uh, also you know people can have like nervous da- nervous damage so this is like a, the very interesting part is in you know, the sugar is so sweet, right? Yeah. People love it. Yeah, we eat so much more sugar these days. Right. You know, but then if the have too much sugar in the body, then the sugar is become too toxic. Mm-hmm. So it can really easily to damage the nervous system. For example, it's a, it's a, of course it takes a more time, long time to do that. Yeah, over time, right? Yeah, but you know this condition is just uh, you know sugar too much sugar in the body. So this simply means it's like we're taking too much sugar, but not use it, right? So therefore, I think this uh, this condition can be prevented, right? Even people have the symptoms, I think also can be reversed. Mm. Yeah, and um, for example, you know, also it's like last year they have a research report, and uh, says. Um, you know, very low calorie diet, so may trigger type 2 diabetes remission. So this funding, you know, were published uh, in Diabetes Care Journal, so by Dr. and Sarah Steven, and published the last year also, is March 21st, 2016. You know, this research is very interesting. This study shows that, so the type 2 diabetes is potentially reversible and through an eight-week very low calorie diet so it's about like 600 to 700 calorie a day that's low that's really low yeah. right <laughs> so they only did it for eight week mm-hmm. then after that they followed by a careful weight management program for up to six months so this study have like 30 people participate in this study 
So after six months, you know, 13 individuals out of 30 is about 43%. Mm-hmm. And maintained their fasting glucose level below 126. And plus, so they off all the glucose-lowering medications. It's like without any medication. So only, you know, with low-calorie uh, diet. Wow. So just like it, and people can just maintain their sugar levels pretty low and uh, pretty healthy. So they, so the study called this like a, a possible curing the type of diabetes. And uh, so this, uh, like uh, this study, just it shows like simple, simply, you know, it's a uh, uh, energy imbalance. Oh. We take too much food, too much sugar, but then it's not use it, right? It can be just to say, if we're eating less, and then do some exercise, so maybe so that this set, this health condition can be totally prevented, mm-hmm. right? Even people get this condition also can be reversed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if this is, it sounds so simple. <laughs> and if it's so simple, can be, right? yeah. can be simple. If, why don't people do it? And why do the numbers of people with diabetes increase so fast and not go down? That's a really good question, right? This is so simple. I think, you know, the one thing is that, so, is that people just love food, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the main problem is, so even the study, you know, shows really good, right? So it's like, oh, the results are very good with a low, with extremely low, you know, calorie diet. But how people can keep this, uh, you know, diet, this, you know, style moving forward, how long they can do that, right? This is really healthy. And or, you know, and uh, do people really enjoy their life, right? So I think the one problem is that people feel hungry all the time. Yeah. They feel hungry. Then they're missing their food. So, and and also, you know, so the one part of that is people are really hungry. You know, they don't really know it's their own hunger or a few other people's hunger. But the hunger and its craving, and craving food, these are the major problems. But today, you know, I'm very excited to share uh, a potential solution by use of the life force-based practice uh-huh. or authentic chi-based practice. Because, you know, this practice, so number one, and it can empower the, the functions of the body uh, at the energetic information level. You know, the internal organs can be energized, right? We talk about it, the body can waking up. So we have the body's wisdom and uh, intelligence can guide us to have a healthy diet, not only what kind of food you should eat, what kind of food we should not eat, but how much we should eat. So when the body waking up in a firm, those life force based practice, so this could be very helpful, right? So the second part is very interesting. We talk about the bigger problem is people are hard to maintain the low calorie diet, mm-hmm. right? So because they feel hungry. Mm-hmm. So we have a specific, it's a life force based exercise. If they do this Qigong practice, 
they do not feel hungry. Mm. So they just feel getting more energized. So this can complement can get complementary for that. You know, people can eating less than doing qigong, and then they do not feel hungry. They feel great. Wow, right? it's another part. So then you know is um, another part. You know, when people get energized, so we have some people did a, you know, we call it qigong fasting. So after they're doing qigong fasting, so they found that the body almost have a switch. Instead of use of the, we call it like the dirty energy, like we're eating the food, we produce lots of waste. Oh, yes. Right? Even we use the glucose and the blood sugar. Yeah. So actually, from our energetic practice point of view, uh, so we call it dirty energy. So that we can also help the body begin to switch. So almost like an energy revolution inside of the body, begin to use like electricity or light or different energy. We call it clean energy, oh, right? So yeah. this is possible, right? Mm-hmm. So, so even you know we have those possibilities. But my approach and is uh, my approach is uh, uh, on the benefit of chicken um, practice. So it's outcome-based approach and evidence-based approach. So therefore, you know, scientific research on on the effect of life force and authentic chi for human for human health and well-being. So it's very important to me. So uh, I want to make sure you know that we're doing the right thing. Uh, we do not want to overstate things and make sure you know our priorities. We know the reality. We know what we're doing. We mm-hmm. have great, you know, integrity. So we should do more research on this. So, and uh, sounds great. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Mighty Gems is waiting for you. Host Dee Lee shares creative ideas, sparkling inspirational wisdoms, and life experience so you can connect to greater consciousness to gain special gifts of inspiration, encouragement, enlightenment, and your own discovery journey. It's time to show up now and experience what it means to be fully present in your life. Tune in to Mighty Gems with Dee Lee, live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. 
There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Human Potential and Life Force. To reach Dr. Sun or his guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to Human Potential and Life Force. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we have a wonderful guest, Amy Patiri. We'll bring her into the conversation, but first, a little bit about her. Amy Patiri is a certified nutritionist and Yiren Qigong instructor. While attending Bastyr University for her master's degree in nutrition, Amy met Dr. Sun and worked as a research assistant on his pilot study looking at the effects of Qigong in adults with type 2 diabetes. She's been practicing Qigong and developing her cultivation for over eight years. Amy is passionate about helping others realize their potential and creating healthy work environments to enhance creativity and innovation. Amy, welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Mimi. Thank you. It's great to be here. Hello, Amy. We're coming to the show. So today, you know, we're... Yeah, today we're talking about the science and the life force. You know, I think it is a, it is a perfect timing. So you just uh, wrote a scientific research article review about uh, the Qigong exercise for managing type 2 diabetes and uh, just published in medicine last week. So uh, can you talk about you know, your article um, with everybody? Oh, of course, I'd be delighted. However, I have to note, I did not write this article by myself. <laughs> I, uh, so our article was entitled Qigong Exercises in Type 2 Diabetes, and it was co-authored with Jackie Close, Ryan Lilly, Natalie Guame, and, of course, you. So first, I'd like to give a little background information regarding the impetus to write this article. So about nine years ago when I met Dr. Sun, we were working on a pilot study at Bastyr, and the results were very promising, definitely warranted a larger research study to confirm these results. Um, so after three months, we noticed that the Qigong group demonstrated statistically significant reductions in fasting blood glucose and perceived stress. This group also showed a lower perceived depression and trends to reversing insulin resistance. Finally, when compared with control groups, the Qigong group showed weight loss as well. So. Time has gone by, and we've done a thorough literature review of all the studies involving Qigong and type 2 diabetes that were at least written in English. There are several out there that we weren't able to translate. Um, but still, discovering that there are so many inconsistencies with medical Qigong terminology, study designs, methodology, uh, even the subjects and control groups that were implemented, and so what we wanted to do is bring forward an appropriate study design in an effort to strengthen the research in this field. There are several Qigong research groups around the world, including China, Taiwan, Japan, Korea, Thailand, Australia, even Finland, and at least two here in the U.S. 
So in our article, we first wanted to define what Yuran Medical Qigong is, uh, and our most current definition includes authentic qi production, management, and regulation. And so what this means is that we activate our qi or vital energy, so we produce something new, something authentic that's of our own. And as discussed in previous episodes, we energize the life gate and kidneys to begin to activate our meridian network. So once this part of the training is underway, then we can begin to use different theories of traditional Chinese medicine, including yin-yang theory and five-element theory, to regulate and manage our energetic being. So we have this opportunity to heal ourselves by creating our own medicine. And we can also use this principle to heal others through this energetic practice. I have to add, though, that one of the most profound experiences I had while leading a group of participants after the study had completed was this sense of empowerment that the participants felt by doing their own practice, by taking their own healing in their own hands. I attribute this to the saying that you teach a man to fish and he can feed himself for a lifetime. Um, So when we can enhance our own internal healing power, then you can maybe not see your acupuncturist as often or not have to go to massage. And I'm not saying that those modalities aren't great to help um, boost our energetic system or really help us when we're in, in a crisis mode, but I like to say that Qigong a day will keep your acupuncturist away. It's such a beautiful way to keep yourself happy and healthy without the need of another healer on a daily basis and not the money you save when you can heal yourself. But back to the article. So in literature, there's, vastness, there's a vastness in styles of Qigong. And so some styles of Qigong simply say that they're breathing or relaxation techniques or perhaps just meditation or slow movements or walking. What differentiates Yiran medical Qigong is based on the cultivation of authentic qi or vital energy in the body. It doesn't just work on the physical body through muscle movements and tendon stretching or breathing control to manage the sugar levels. It works with the qi moving through the channels and organs that influence the function of the organs involved in the diabetic condition, which include the pancreas, the liver, the kidneys, and the autonomic nervous system. So in this protocol that Dr. Sun has developed, we start, to, we start with the qi activation and then move to activating the meridian network, specifically to empower the pancreas, calm the liver, harmonize the pancreas and the liver together, energize and ground the kidneys, and circulate the energy through the do and the run meridians. So from Dr. Sun's clinical experience and from the research that we completed at Bastyr, it is clear that Yiran Medical Qigong benefits adults with type 2 diabetes. But this practice is truly for those who want to change their habits and are, medic- and are motivated to dedicate their time and energy to their own healing. The more you practice, the greater benefit you'll receive. And you'll also have to remember that it takes about 10 years to develop a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. So as Mimi was saying earlier, uh, a, the, the different tests for identifying type 2 diabetes, to get your blood glucose levels above 126 and to have an A1C over 6.5, it takes about 10 years or, or more. So there's no quick and easy fix. And even metformin hasn't demonstrated as positive results as lifestyle changes have, which include diet and exercise, to really combat this disease condition. So, you know, thanks, uh, me, um, Amy, for, for sharing our research. And 
So through this, uh, you know, review article, you know, what you discovered, so the challenge, you know, for, you know, for us to do, you know, those type of research. So it's uh, about uh, like uh, how to do the research design or how to have clearly about, you know, like you mentioned about the, the definition of the medical Qigong or is it how to set up the control group, how we can get a solid or, you know, uh, really good results and and with clarity. So, and from your this article reviews, did you find any challenges or anything's more important for for us to do, you know, the research in the future? Oh, absolutely. Um, there are many inconsistencies with study designs. Uh, a lot of the published data out there were case reports. Um, which meaning that there are just a, maybe one or a few patients' data that was collected and then shared with the research commu- community. And then you start to build on and you develop pilot studies, which consist of about 30 participants, which is what our study was. But truly the gold standard is the randomized controlled trial. You have to have a control group to be able to make a parallel comparison um, between the exercise intervention that you're doing and the people who, for the most part, um, research has used a standard care control group, which means simply that they're following the direction of their primary care physician. Mm-hmm. So what we need is are more randomized control trials that have specific um, control groups that are identified and, and even the subjects, the the information regarding the subjects need to be detailed out a bit more. We need to know their age, how long their di- they've been diagnosed for, um, what was the duration of their disease, were there complications uh, relating mm-hmm. to their disease, so that we can make these appropriate comparisons. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. I didn't notice, and I don't think anyone else has, any other research group that used an active control group. Mm-hmm. So... When we say that Yiren Medical Qigong uses qi activation, and that wasn't noted in any other form of Qigong, um, in their descriptions at least, we wanted to differentiate between the movements of Qigong versus the movements of, of, exor- of the exercise. Mm-hmm. So it was like comparing the exercise band uh, or the energized band that you feel between your hands when you get your qi activated uh, versus the exercise band. So we used uh, TheraBand exercise bands, um, which had different resistance um, tensions to them. And so as the participants uh, got stronger, they could um, increase the resistance in the rubber band. But what yeah. what was really Thank- interesting, <laughs> so we kind of used it as a, um, in the Western medicine design, you would have a placebo. So mm-hmm. in acupuncture, they use sham acupuncture, which is when you give acupuncture to um, non-specific energetic points, or maybe they don't put the needles in as far. So what we did, it. so I kind of consider our exercise group as almost like sham qigong. So it's, <laughs> it's the movement without the qi activation. I see. They're using the bands, but they're not um, generating the qi, so they're not cultivating it. So Amy, yeah. I have a question. Is it possible to do an early detection from energy assessment? Absolutely. And this is where my area of research would is 
gearing towards is how can we detect the subtle energies in the pancreas, in the liver, and in the kidneys, um, and along the do and the ren, because that's our autonomic nervous system. That's going to be our stress, our flight or flight response. And what we can do is in our internal Qigong practice, when you're doing your practice um, by yourself, you start to develop these internal observations and sensations so that we can determine that we have imbalances in in these systems and manage them at that point before they develop into something um, that comes up in blood work or in physicality. So there's, there's that aspect of it, and then there's also external Qigong, which let's say you have an appointment with Dr. Sun for a Qigong session, and he may use his hands or his body to detect your energetic imbalances. And so what is what comes up in the energetic assessment precedes anything that would come up in blood work. And so if we were able to mitigate the condition earlier on, it would be quicker and faster. It, well, that would be my hypothesis anyway. And we wouldn't have as many people developing the type 2 diabetes and the complications that go along with it. Hmm. So that's great. So, um, to, uh, okay, we're going right back to a break. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll continue this conversation on the other side of these messages. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Life carries many uncertainties. Just when we think we may know where we are headed or think we have what we need, life happens and we are redirected. Join host Trina Wines each week for Life Happens, Let's Talk. By hearing stories from people just like you, as well as guest experts who can help, you'll arrive at your own understanding of the role you play in creating the outcome of your life. Listen live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Human Potential and Life Force. To reach Dr. Sun or his guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to Human Potential and Life Force. Welcome back, everybody. We'll get right back into the conversation, but first, a couple of announcements. 
If you're in the Seattle area, consider dropping by the IQ and IM Center in Bothell, Washington for Qi Activation, a free introductory Yuren Qigong class Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific. Register at www.iqim.org. Also this fall, Dr. Sun will be teaching a beginning level one class at the center in Bothell on Saturday, September 30th and Sunday, October 1st. These classes fill up quickly, so you'll want to register at iqim.org. And also, if you're local to the Seattle area, you'll want to save the date on Sunday, October 22nd. Join us as IQ and IM will be hosting a fundraiser to celebrate its 20th year at the Center for Urban Horticulture near the University Village. More information will be available nearer to the date at iqim.org. Now let's continue the conversation. Hi, Amy. And, uh, you know, thank you for your excellent job so for the review article. So when I'm going to review the article, so I found that, you know, it's just you mentioned. So some, like the research, they didn't really um, talk about which exercise they do. And just for example, you know, one study just to talk about the faster walking and the slow walking. They call it slow walking is a qigong walking. <laughs> so uh, this is very interesting about you know people's this concept. So I think you know just like we did you know first we want to know which exercise working for these uh, specific health conditions. So we can you know we want to make sure not only we doing that you know and have the results we work on other scientists to use our method to can they can, they can repeat you know our research and uh, so that's very important for us to make sure so the method is effective and and the outcomes can be repeatable so so not only for us but also for other scientists so yeah so that's is it's, it's really, you know, important for us. I hope, you know, in the future we have a more and uh, colleagues and uh, scientists and to do this research to verify so our uh, outcome as well. So one thing is that, you know, and from the research, we also and uh, realized, you know, it's like, well, you know, this, as you mentioned about that, is so we first time to put this active control then people use the real rubber band and then compare with the life force of the qi rubber band. <laughs> so it's, you can feel it's like, wow, the people doing, they're moving their hand between their hand. They have a huge resistance, but no like actual, like a physical rubber band, right? But then compare with people use the actual rubber band. So this like, then the outcomes then you see, so the people use the actual rubber band, they can lose more weight. But the insulin resistance is compared with the you know, non, any, you know, non-exercise group, and they, they are getting better. They, they kind of like the insulin resistance and is slower, you know, and to develop compared with the, the just the non-exercise group. But they continue slowly and, and increase. So, but this uh, energetic rubber band 
you know, the qi exercise, but then actually you see the trends of reverse the insulin resistance. So I found, you know, that's very interesting because this is so exciting for us to see the difference. So they certainly, you know, are the outcome of our, of our research and, and it shows the different mechanisms, you know, and from with the just the natural physical exercise. So, but we really want to know more and so why. Mm-hmm. So if we can find more and it changes at a molecular level and they, we might have some new discoveries, you know, maybe found some, uh, again, found some new lights and found a new, like the healing and, and, and uh, therapies, you know, for this, uh, for this uh, uh, health condition. Yeah, I think the one part, you know, Amy, you are, you know, is um, uh, specializing in nutrition. So I would like to probably, you know, ask your in perspectives, you know, how people, you know, it's like uh, losing control for their eating behavior or, you know, why they do not do exercise. And so, and do you have any comments on that? Well, I think we touched base on some of them um, mm. in terms of being hungry, uh, mm. being hungry all the time. That can come from a couple of different sources. Uh, I think that food and nutrition is, is highly emotional for a lot of people. And so we're constantly taking things from the outside to satisfy imbalances on the inside. Um, so perhaps it's a lost love. It could be a, um, uh, you know, maybe a, a relation, a familial relationship that isn't resolved. Um, could be numerous things. So we're trying to take in food, um, often in the form of sugar, to calm the system, um, to feel different. The other thing could be that we know from our energetic practice is that how easy it is to pick up people's energies. And oftentimes we can feel hungry because someone else is actually hungry. And so our hunger isn't our hunger um, isn't our own hunger. Um, there could also be parasites or um, other microcosmic or mi- microorganisms, I should say, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, that are in our body that um, may also, we may be feeding them instead of our own cells. And, and so what we are seeing with um, community members and, you know, within clinical practice is that with Qigong, we can start to differentiate between self and non-self and truly feel our own hunger um, or feel what our own nutritional needs are. So without this modality, uh, and I feel like it can be accomplished through um, other healing modalities as well, but just to focus on Qigong, that we can begin to um, eat more intuitively, um, eat to our body's needs. because. Generally, as we age, our nutritional needs should decrease, not increase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as exercise is concerned, um, once you get to the point where you're overweight or obese, uh, exercising becomes a real daunting task to move around. Um, I mean, aerobic ex- exercise is, is well known to be useful for this condition. However, it's n- most often vigorous exercise that similar to that super low caloric diet, 
I don't necessarily feel that it's a sustainable solution. Um, mm. And it's not mm. really feasible to do strenuous exercise um, for people who are overweight and, over, uh, and obese. And so when we practice Qigong and we start to work with our, our subtle energy, our subtle energetic system, and we start to activate the life gate in the kidneys, which empowers our will to be able to do things, then I feel like we can move forward. And as I was saying, it's, it, it's a behavioral modification tool. It can help empower us to make better decisions regarding our health and our healing, um, our nutrition, and then also empower us to exercise more and get out there and move. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing your uh, your understanding and, and perspectives. And, you know, I would like to just use a metaphor, you know, for the, you know, we have probably want to share two things. You know, one thing we talk about our body is like uh, our temple, you know, or like a vehicle. So if you look at the building, you know, when people build up a new building, so they need uh, so much materials. So it's like, a, uh, of course, we need a lots of food, you know, to develop our physical body. But when the body, you know, get it really developed, and we have the, the tall, do not grow growing taller more and also you know the body inside get all developed so let's say you know maybe you know we need 20 to 30 years right to build up our physical body and that's like a complete the physical building so if the a building get all built up if you know the tracks all the people to bring the the same materials so then actually can create the more chaos, right? And makes mess you know, in, around the building or inside the building. So when the building get built up, we just need some furniture, we need some inside, you know, the electricity stuff. So I'm thinking about, you know, then our physical body, you know, with our Qigong practice, actually we develop an internal energy network. It's so like an electricity system lights right so then if we have that then the materials is for inside is really for who is living in the house right so then after 30 years you know so the physical body building up then the really you know the cool part is how we can do something for our spirit you know for the purpose of this life then what should the spirit need, you know, for, you know, on the earth for this life? But after that, you see, so the diet and everything should be changed in different, mm -hmm. in for, it's not building up the body, you know, only anymore, right? So, but people do not have this awareness. And so they're not really weakening on that. So that's the problem, right? But our practice can help us to have this awareness. And then, then to say what kind of food we should have, how much we need. Then should it change totally different diet for different purpose. So um, that's the one point. I will also make another point. So maybe we come back. Right. So stay tuned and we'll get right back after these messages.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health, and life could be anything, what would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Human Potential and Life Force. To reach Dr. Sun or his guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to Human Potential and Life Force. Welcome back, everybody. Amy, what are you up to these days? What's next for you? Well, I'm glad that you asked because I am going to start a level one chi activation um, on September 28th. It will be Thursday evenings going through till Christmas, um, so till the end of December. And what I'm going to be doing is combining Yiren Qigong with mindfulness and nutrition. And Ooh. so at each class, um, it will be a drop-in style punch card system where um, you can start at any time. Um, the first hour would be chi activation, so that's where we'll get our life gates and our kidneys activated. And then we'll move into the level one Yiren Qigong um, exercises. And each week I'll bring handouts and recipes and incorporate nutrition seasonally uh, in addition to focusing a bit more on the mindfulness of eating, um, that's where the mindfulness will come in. So I'm really excited. And uh, if you'd like to find out more information, you can email me at amy at aqualavawellness.com. How do you spell that? Aqualava. A-Q-U-A-L-A-V-A-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. And where will the classes be held? That's in the University District at Dream Clinic on the University Ave. Awesome. Sounds great. 
Okay, thanks, Amy. And uh, so, you know, regarding the research, I think, and uh, our, you know, the pilot study very is very exciting and very encouraging. So, and for for this um, type of research, certainly, you know, for ourselves, we would like to uh, do more large-scale, you know, clinical trial, you know, by ourselves. And also, you know, we really would like to share our uh, method and our and exercise, you know, with other colleagues and scientists. So we work on collaborations or they can just use our method to do the research and uh, to see, you know, what's going on. So this is one part. So I come back, I just want to address another part you know, from a genetic point of view. Right, so we talk about the genetics. So from, it's like the genes, it's not really expressed by itself, right? So they have to, you know, add certain conditions. And so this healthy condition, you see, is more influenced from the environment. So in the view of genetics, we always say, you know, the phenotype is equal and genotype plus environment. So this is really is the gene and the environment interactions. So without, you know, personal awareness, so we can be lead by from the environment or environmental stimulations. So we just like a sort of like a people also lost a sense of self. So they, they are not aware what kind of their eat triggers what kind of genes. So people do not know, you know, what do they do, what do they eat to nourish their healthy genes or actually to feed their unhealthy genes to trigger those uh, inside of those, you know, different genes to express. So this is the one part you can see, you know, our practice is a life force and an authentic cheap practice is really tied with the genetics or you know, epigenetics beautifully. So because once we're doing this practice, then we have more awareness mm -hmm. about what we have about ourselves. So then once we know ourselves, what kind of a gene we have, then we can have a wise choice to say we only eat the food to nourish and nourish our healthy genes. So, and to support our spiritual you know, and purpose. And then we can avoid any, you know, like uh, unhealthy stimulations. Do not give any, like uh, the unhealthy gene any chance. And don't feed them, don't stimulate them, leave them alone, <laughs> right? And so that's the one part of that. I think, you know, for, and for this research, I'm, you know, so excited to see the good results we have. So I really want to do more research in the future. But also, you know, thanks Amy for doing great job to, you know, educate, to do more classes, combine the Qigong exercise with nutrition and mindfulness practice. I think this, this will be great, you know, this great and um, uh, practice. So this is the one place again, I think. So I would like to, you know, to address that because this research is uh, this type of research is challenging 
Yeah, yeah because you know, and uh, but if we do good research, you know, we can bring great opportunities. All the uh, and we can discover you know, new new things and bring new light, new hope, and a new opportunity for healing, not only for type two diabetes. So we can maybe even discover more and the new uh, new things in life science mm -hmm. and for healing and for improving people's life and also you know it's uh, to not only study like the physical body part you know it's the relationship between emotions and the biological factor changes between the thoughts you know and the relation between thought and uh, bi biochemical changes and or between different energies. So for example, we can study about, you know, specific emotional kind of genes. Like, you know, when people and you know, watch movies or and found it really, you know, their great movies feel moving and people cry, right? This is an example about how, you know, people from just from the thoughts, what you watch, and then you create to produce tears, right? The tears is biological and, and chemicals in there. You can imagine when people get angry, you know, what a kind of, uh, and people not cry, but it really specifically affects labor. Then what a kind of biochemical it happened, you know, we call it the anger specific, you know, gene expression. What is gene's response to anger? What is gene's response to fear, right? So there have so much rooms, so many, you know, and, and studies we can do. Well, if we can find that, certainly. So these new discoveries can really help, you know, our health and for healing, maybe discover even new medicine in you know, for, for these areas. So, and this, um, you know, so it's my hope and in my effort to try to say, you know, found collaborations and found the great scientist and see this potential. And we can, you know, and collaborate together to do the those type of research. Talk about a bio, you know, biology, molecular biology in the whole system. It's not only physical body, but how the physical body respond to specific energies, emotions, thought and over images yeah so and um, how do you think about it uh, and do you have any comment amy about this uh, uh this direction oh i'm right there with you um i think that we need more collaboration between eastern and western medicine i want to start seeing the energetic pathways in high school textbooks when they're learning about all the systems of the body um and and then moving into that integrative approach um, to healing. Uh, I feel like that's truly where we'll start to see the health of, of the country and, and of the world transform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the next uh, you know, step, I would like to really want you to do some research how our life force and the authentic cheap practice affect the gene expression. So I hope uh, we will find some opportunities and, and support in for this type of research. And thank you so much, Amy, um, um, and come on the show. Oh, thank yes. you, Dr. Sun. Thank you, Mimi.
Yes, thank you, Amy. It's been another quick hour. Thank you, Dr. Sun, as well. Yeah, thank you, Mimi. Thank you, listeners, for joining us this hour. Please join us next week for Integrative Medicine and Life Force. In the meantime, may the life force be with you. Thank you for listening to Human Potential and Life Force. Please join Dr. Sun for another edition of our program next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. During the coming week, see if you can figure out what your body is telling you. 